It's after 10 o'clock. This is Mornings with Ian Smith. Minus Smithy. My name is Daniel McCarty, taking you through till midday. I will be with you for the duration of Ian Smith's day at Cricket World Cup. Cricket World Cup, interesting night last night. Of course, Afghanistan beating Pakistan. Wow, maybe England aren't out of it just yet, even though they're sitting basically at the foot of the ladder. Had a good chuckle at Joe Root saying England need to play more one-day international cricket between World Cups. He's blaming their lack of cricket in that format um, for a reason why they're struggling, but saying it's not an excuse, even though it is often an excuse. For the record, we played one more one-day international between World Cups, Louis, just one more, but we seem to be doing all right. Anyway, let's get to the job of feeding you petrol. Here's what you want, which is Mr. Greg Murphy, who joins us every Tuesday at this time to discuss all the issues uh, surrounding this gorgeous thing called motorsport. Murph, happy Tuesday to you. You too, mate. You too. How's things? Good, good. So much sport going on. I'm a happy little chappy. Supercars yes, returning this weekend. Yeah, penultimate event, the Boost Mobile Gold Coast 500. What other storylines do you think we need to be across heading into this crucial stop? Uh, it, oh, there's still a, quite a few, uh, really. I mean, if you're a Supercars fan, um, there's uh, a, a lot of intense uh, racing to come. The two circuits that we're finishing the championship with, well, the, the three really. We uh, out the other side of Bathurst, which uh, is obviously uh, uh, the, the absolute pinnacle of our of our championship, really. Um, and obviously, come off a great result for for Stanaway and Van Gisbergen, and that uh, championship lead closed down just ever so slightly in the favour of uh, Gisbergen to Brody Kostecki. And this weekend, that's going to be a big focus, obviously, again, um, as uh, you know, the circuit can just throw up so, so many different outcomes. Um, it's just a, a brutal place. It's a track that I absolutely love. I just seriously love this, the circuit. And certainly in the old days when we were racing with uh, uh, Champ Car or Indy Car, when we were a support category to that, the circuit was a bit longer and and uh, was, was actually right up there. It's probably my second favourite track to Bathurst, to be honest. Um, so it's been shortened a little bit now over the last few years, but so it was massively successful uh, event in a, an incredible location. Um, and but it's brutal. You've got to have your wits about you. You've got to be on your A game all the time, like you do at most racetracks. But there is no forgiveness around this place at all. Uh, the chicanes are brutal. Um, you know, the, we've seen some some massive crashes there over the years with people getting a little bit wrong, uh, getting into those chicanes just uh, slightly too quick. Uh, Scotty Mack a few years ago was a massive highlight. I think it was in a qualifying session where he uh, threw the first uh, turn two, three chicane uh, down there at the end of the front straight, clipped the wall there and turned the, the Mustang upside down. That's uh, uh, one that uh, he'll never forget and the fans will never forget. Um, so the back chicane this year has had the tyre bundles removed. I know that doesn't sound like a, a real big thing, but it actually is quite considerable. They've got some timing loop, a sort of curb hop strike sort of system in there uh, this year after um, a big crash in 2022 uh, they took a lot of cars out, so they've um, sort of had a relook at that, and they're going about that a different way in 2023, which I think is positive, a positive deal. Um, so, mate, um, there's, yeah, there's going to be plenty of protagonists this weekend that are not interested in, in the championship and are there to win. Um, at the same time, you know, uh, Triple Eight 
have got uh, both their guys, you know, right up the front of the field in the last few rounds. And um, and Brock Feeney's got a lot to come back with after that disappointment of Bathurst as well. And Kostiki's got to try and maintain his lead. So, mate, I don't even know where to start. I sort of have started, but there's plenty plenty more to, to, to look into for the weekend. And... Um, and uh, and look forward to it. It's a spectacular shots there at, at the Gold Coast for this event. Uh, spectacular TV will be great, and and um, and there's really not much point in, in looking too much further ahead until this one's out of the way. Well, well more on the circuit. Um, you know, you, you've obviously just you know painted your admiration for it. What was that due to it suiting you, or was it more the challenge? The challenge. How how how, how much it tests you as a driver. Yeah, listen, I, I don't know. I can't really put a, a finger on why, you know, I I liked it so much. I just, I had this, I had a thing about being up close and personal with the walls. I, I just, I really enjoyed that that side of it. But there, without question, the challenge. I mean, you, I think you either straight away out the gate, um, and I think I had success there right from the beginning. The first time I raced there was actually in a Super Tourer, which was might have been the best, best thing to race. It was a two-litre Super Touring car. It was actually in an Audi. Um, the Audi Supertura, and it was just the most awesome car to drive around there. So maybe I, I sort of cut the teeth in, in a car that was that made me enjoy it more. Um, but I was, you know, I was actually fast out the gate around there in a Supertura. Just I don't know, just just gelled with me. Um, I love the chicanes. I love the challenge of it. I loved, uh, you know, the risk of it as well. Um, for some reason, that sort of made me uh, made me happy. Um, so it was it was really positive. And then when I got in the supercar around there, it was it was the same. I, I was um, I was uh, really um, into it, and 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 it just fitted with me and my style. Potentially, I suppose you need to be pretty aggressive around there, even though you know you've got no room for error. You still got to be aggressive to get the most out of out of a car around around the, the Gold Coast track. So yeah, just always always enjoyed it. Well, being a Wellingtonian that I am, I'm one of the few people in Wellington who yeah. uh, wants the Nissan Mobile 500 back. I love street racing. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> Those were the days, mate. Those were the days. Yeah. You know, cable street and the yeah. like. But, you know, across the board, do, do drivers find the switch to these sort of a little bit niggly, hard to get up to speed, or is it that muscle memory is just always there? Uh, no, no, muscle memory is always there. They, and the, the guys that been doing this a long time they just switch straight in i mean and i i know i you know i know that they they love it too i don't know if i if you went through the the list of drivers um i don't think you'd see get too many if they were talking honestly that would say no you know i don't really like this place um i think i think most of the guys really like it i mean it's part of the atmosphere it's part of the the whole scene there for the week as well it's huge and um and uh you know the the team at boost mobile they they are so into this event it fits there their um, clientele uh, just perfectly and, and, the, and the way that they go about marketing their products. I mean, they just do such a great job with it as well. So it's just got a great vibe and it's a, it's a party town. Let's get to Formula One. Really interesting uh, Grand Prix in Austin. I want to talk about Mercedes. who have had a reasonably difficult year, we might say, in 2023. And what was yeah. shaping up as their best race uh, leads to Lewis Hamilton's car being disqualified for a technical yep. infringement. What... Did you make of all of that? Yeah, well, that is the rules. They are pretty clear. There's, a, you know, there's a, a, a board, a floor board that um, sits underneath the bottom of the car, and and it controls the basically the ride height uh, limitations of the car. And and um, uh, as I've actually worked out this ground effect car, 
um, they've managed to get these cars run lower and lower and lower, and that's what they've, they've because remember, I think last year um, was uh, the big issue with the porpoising of, of the new Formula One car with the ground effects that they that they have. So they were having to raise the car um, to to stop the porpoising, and they've managed to work all that out now. So so now they're lowering the car, lowering the car, and in this respect, they've obviously had it too low, quite a bumpy circuit too at Circuit of the Americas. Um, and uh, clearly these, uh, they just had the car just a little bit too low that was wearing out the um, the plank underneath the floor or the bottom of the floor, and it's just taken too much off it, and so she's uh, breached the, the regulations. So um, it, it's not nothing new. It's not a new reg or anything like that. It's been in place now for a very long time, even before the current cars and their regulations. So just a misjudgment by the sounds of on behalf of uh, Ferrari and, and uh, Mercedes, um, it could actually be a performance gain um, as well by having the car that little bit lower. So, uh, yeah, just one of those things I've got wrong. So it doesn't feed into your theory that Formula One has taken the next Netflix content creation very literally here. They're not, not manufacturing some no. content. Not this one. No, 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 definitely not. There's too much at stake, and that's not a that's not sort of not the, the sort of um, the the mo of of the teams or anybody else in Formula One. I mean, this this is just an era uh, of judgment, which is very costly, incredibly costly in that respect. Because you know uh, Hamilton was sneaking up um, reasonably quickly on the back of uh, Perez there to grab second in the championship and take that away. And um, they would be very much focused on doing that, and, and this is a this is a big setback for them to lose those points, um, and it's just made it uh, much harder for the four remaining rounds for Lewis to try and overcome that. And um, it's the last thing Ferrari need at the moment as well. Their performance has been pretty lacklustre of late, and, and again, even though Leclerc got pole on the weekend for the Grand Prix, he uh, he they just weren't in the race as far as outright speed goes. So. Uh, yeah, they'll be uh, kicking themselves big time. It's, it's an error that shouldn't have happened. It really should not have happened. Right. And Max Verstappen wins his 50th <sighs> career victory already, Murph. The guy's 26. He debuted in 2015. He's, he's won three world titles, as the Dutch would say. Oh, hello, Felic. My Lord. Well, like, what, what, is, he is he scratching the surface? Like, how, how, how far could he go? Oh, it's it's a little bit terrifying. Um, I think at the moment. I mean, people things always change. Um, in sport, we know it doesn't matter what sport it is. Same in motorsport, things change. Um, other teams find ways. Other teams come up with something that's better. Uh, so it, it's going to change again. It's just at the moment that domination uh, is in the hands of Max Verstappen. That Red Bull is. Um, is almost unbeatable. He was under pressure on the weekend. He was sort of ranting and raving, behaving like a bit of a spoiled brat inside the car for for a fair bit of that race, complaining and whinging. It, was, it was, wasn't very nice to listen to, to be honest. Um, and his team really should have just told him to pull his head in, uh, considering you know the situation. But he is so competitive. He is just absolutely so competitive. He wants to win everything at every every opportunity, um, which is you know which is great. But um, you know he doesn't need to behave uh, quite that way, and some you know, and talk about his car and, and team and bits and pieces the way he does. Sometimes it's a little bit over the top. But um, you know he at, the, at this stage in time felt it looked like, or it sounded like he felt like he was under a little bit of pressure, which was maybe the first time this year that's happened. Um, so, but things will change, and other teams will work out. Um, uh, how to you know uh, bridge that gap, and it seems the the gap has definitely been bridged a little bit. Albeit in the sprint on Saturday, um, that was just a, an utter Red Bull, yeah, 
um, domination by by Max Verstappen in the short race. In the long race, not so much. But um, you know, with Lewis, you know, really breathing down his neck at the end there, it, it uh, gave us a little bit of hope that things might be on the on the change. But mm. we'll go to Mexico this week and we'll see if that actually has happened or Red Bull have you know um, also looked at their data and their information and 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 f- found a little glitch or whatever that. Um, um, or something that they they could have improved on that might just uh, open up the gap again. Who knows? One more win for Verstappen. He would join Elaine Prost on 51 career victories, fourth all-time. Already, already. Uh, yep. Daniel Ricciardo, we've got, we've got to talk about him. Um, how did he go in Liam Lawson's seat, we'll call it? It's definitely Liam Lawson's seat. Yeah, it was always going to be a challenge out the gate for the first one after being injured and all that kind of stuff. So um, got some damage, I think, uh, in the main race, which was a bit costly for the overall performance, so a little bit hard to judge at, uh, at this stage. But, um, yeah, you know, he won't be happy with his performance out the gate first up, back in the seat, replacing Liam, um, but didn't get any points. Uh, uh, Sonoda ended up getting a couple of points by getting the fastest lap on the last lap of the race, which was quite clever by Alfatari. Uh So, you know, uh, it remains to be seen a little bit. I think um, there's, there's more to unravel there for sure, certainly around Red Bull and, and, um, and Sergio Perez, as well moving forward. So, you know, I'm sure Liam is just sitting in the wings, just waiting to, uh, to see what happens. Excuse my ignorance, and you know I am ignorant. What's happening with the Indi- our IndyCar contingent? A bit of downtime, or uh, have they been ripping into it the last few weeks? I mean, I mean, no, no, they've been doing a lot of testing. So uh, their season's all done and dusted, and um, they have been uh, doing a lot of testing with the new 2024 specification car, which puts uh, puts into a uh, puts a hybrid system into the car. Um, and so there's been a lot of testing going on with that. A lot of drivers, Marcus Armstrong's been over there doing that. There's been rookie tests as well around the ovals. Marcus has done his rookie test, and so he's all locked in for you know full blown season next year. Um, around the ovals as well, so there's there's been a, a lot of testing and, and bits and pieces going on there with those guys. So um, yeah, no shortage of action uh, after the season's finished for IndyCar to get sorted for 2024. So some exciting stuff in that space um, around that and and as I say the new the new power train that they've um, they've introduced for next year. Speaking of excitement, getting closer to your Highlands Enduro escapade, Greg. Excitement uh, building, fair to say. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the six-hour uh, at Highlands is uh, only a couple of weeks away, um, and uh, there's, there's going to be plenty of action going on down there uh, for that. We've got uh, a, a, a really great field of cars for that. Uh, Shane Gisberg is going to be there. He's going to be running in the uh, the Bram BT62 as well. He's going to be doing Aussie racing cars just for something because he you know, can't help himself and wants to drive whatever he can. So he'll be there doing that, which is which is cool. Um, so we're, we're, we're ramping up for that one and hope everyone else is too. And you've got to remember to, if you buy a ticket, you turn up actually at um, uh, Highlands for the for the weekend. You buy a ticket, you go in the draw automatically to potentially win a, um, a Lamborghini Huracan. So um, that's always a good thing. Yeah. A Lambo, ladies and gentlemen. We talked about this briefly last week. A Lamborghini. L- Louis Herman Watt is dead keen to get involved in that. You'd look good in a Lambo, wouldn't you, Herman Watt? 
Well, here's the thing. So I, I just was down that way fishing over the weekend, right? And they it's the Stabie Craft competition at Tiano. And so everybody, you catch a fish and you enter and, and everybody huddles around this um, this big Stabie Craft truck, Greg, you know, the, the big ones. And, and everyone sits there trying to win a Stabie and they bring out the $300,000 ones and you kind of just imagine. And then obviously, so you wait around for three hours in the sun and then um, you don't even make the top 10 finalists or no one in your syndicate does. And so you just go home without a boat because you probably weren't going to win a boat. But it, as we decided... <laughs> As we decided, much like the Lambo situation, it's far better odds than trying to win lotto or any sort of oh, shoot, thing yeah. like that. A- yeah. And you get to watch yeah. sport in the process. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent right. I mean, the, the odds of winning yourself a Lamborghini Huracan and bloody driving out the gate and that looking all cool is uh, is fairly high. You've got to be there though. Like you got to got to hang around. That's all part of the promo, <laughs> right? Buying yes. the ticket and hanging around and waiting for the draw to happen, but I can't wait to see the person's face when they um, when they realise that they've just uh, they've won a uh, an Italian supercar. That'll be fantastic. <clears throat> so when I when I win at Murph, what colour yep. should I go for? You can I choose there, the colour? Then you got to be there. Now, no, no, it, don't worry, I'll, no, I'll get there. It, the car is there. The car is there. It's it. Listen, it's second hand, all right, but it's still a Lamborghini Huracan. <laughs> Might have done a few thousand fast laps around various uh, highlands and, and Hampton Downs in its life. So might not be in the, you know, it's not near new, let's say, but it's still, at the end of the day, a Lamborghini Hurricane. All right? What colour? Red. Of course it's red. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I can't wait to drive that in the 10K zones up and down Courtney Place and Lamborghini back in Wellington. It looked fantastic. Yeah, it looked fantastic. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything, anything we've missed, Murph? No, I don't anything think so. Mate. A little bit. No, no, I think we're going to. I think we've covered it all at the moment. Things sort of quiet down a little bit around the world as far as motorsport goes. So, um, but um, there's so this weekend, Gold Coast and Mexico Formula One. So, still plenty to talk about next week. Good man. Go have a great week, Murph. Appreciate your time. Cheers. Good on you. Bye.